I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're very welcome along to the to the GA Hour, and uh, this week I'm delighted to be joined by Leitrim footballer Keith Byrne. Keith, how's it going? Perfect, Niall. Thanks for having me on. Not too bad. Good stuff. Um, Keith, I'd say it's a very uh, exciting time to be a, a Leitrim footballer. Um, you're going okay in the league. It's a very competitive league. You have a good draw in um, the championship and the Talshin Cup then, if, if it comes to that. So there's... Um, a lot to, to look ahead to, I suppose. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a proper year of football in that sense. Um like when I came into the team first, it would have been kind of 16, 17 as an 18 year old. And there was a lot of emphasis on the league. And when that was kind of over, we used to have a few lads drop off and there'd be kind of the club month and they'd be kind of going in then and you'd be facing division one teams in quarterfinals and possibly semi-finals and it, it was kind of it was there wasn't as much enthusiasm around it whereas now it's a tight season we've a very exciting team we're in we've came on serious amount in the last few years so that like the talent we have there is exciting but then when you add in you're looking at the Talton Cup the way we went in it last year should have probably got to Crow Park you've a we still have a chance of promotion now in the next we've serious games and Carrick coming up with Leash and then hopefully Sligo we're going to New York, which is always a fantastic trip. And then does that whole thing of the all of us around the same level being on the one side of the draw for Connacht is just it's it's very exciting. Like one of us, one like they're going Sligo's gonna be saying the same in New York and London, but for us we have to target a Connacht final and to play in a Connacht final would just be a dream. Yeah, I even forgot the the trip to New York, so that's a an added bonus there, but um yeah, the the Talchin Cup, I, I'd say it has, it's kind of given a new lease of life. Like you mentioned that uh, you were very close to getting to Croke Park last year. And I'd say it probably just gives like the counties lower down a bit more of an involvement at, at the at the higher end of the, the summer, really. 
Yeah, no, it's the Tallinn Cup worked very well last year, and I've, I've there's a lot of people very like we didn't really know what to expect, kind of, and it was the same myself. I was very apprehensive about it, but once we started playing in it, the first day out, it was a very good competition, and it ran very well last year. But it gives you just it does give you that competitive summer football that we kind of haven't really been used to, in the sense. We get to play, and last year was in Park Sean. We got the home draw, but the crowd that was there, I'd never really witnessed as a kid, even growing up, a competitive championship game in June in front of seven or eight thousand. So, like, there's all them little aspects that really made the Talton Cup so good for like a lot of counties that were kind of out of Sam Maguire and were playing in the lower divisions. Talk to me about um, Andy Moran. So he's come in and he's with you a year now. And I suppose things like you've been, you're on a, an upward curve. It's, it's fair to say, um, a forward as well. So how has he, and a, a, a brilliant forward in his day, a real sort of clever forward. So has it, has he had much dealings with you kind of that way? <clears throat> yeah, no, like Andy is, he's very hands-on. He's very enthusiastic. Um, he came in at a time when we kind of had, we, had big bad result against the Mayo and fuck like we were after coming out of three and there was different things going on. But he's brought such an enthusiastic and a professional side to things. He's got in the right backroom team and we've he they've really demanded a lot of, like professionalism off us. So there's that side of it which has helped us like come on as a team and a unit. And then there's the whole side, like he is hands on in training like he's not just sitting in a stand away watching. He's he's down in the middle of a drill, kind of pulling you aside, explaining what a run should be, and kind of if lads are not doing the right run, he'll pull it up and be like, "This is the run you need to make and stuff." So it's it's good to learn from someone that has kind of done it at that level for a good few years. Yeah, um, I believe you played soccer for a few years, Keith. Um, <clears throat> and a little birdie told me that you're actually on was a FIFA FIFA seventeen. I believe. So, um, I don't know. Will you will you talk to us a bit about um your soccer career? Yeah, um, I suppose the soccer was kind of the one for me for years. Um, I was playing with Longford Town, so I kind of was with the 19s, and then I was brought up to the first team at 17. So I was with the first team 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, soccer was kind of the one I trained for. It was what I kind of always done. And I was always just kind of pulled back into GA because where I was from and it was GA was the only sport around here. So I remember traveling from Longford Town trainings to play a minor games under lights and different like be missing training, but then showing up to a random championship game. And the soccer was kind of what I targeted. And it was a big part of kind of me developing as an athlete at a young age. But I think it was... I just didn't really click with kind of management with Tony Cousins at the time and I never really got my break. Um I was when I came up from the nineteens I was promised kind of a lot and I was gonna get this minutes and that minutes and I played a lot of kind of Leinster senior league, but I was on the bench for majority of League of Ireland games and not getting in. And then there was a bit of kind of I played a uh kind of or a club semi final in for the count in 2015 and that that didn't was kind of perceived too well me winning a a semi-final going into a county final and me supposed to be playing with Longford Town and stuff so 
it kind of never really, I never really made the break. And then I was playing, I was actually on a scholarship with Minute. So I was playing with like top league of Ireland players. I played with Jamie McGrath, who's over, he's been played with Ireland since. And he, I think he's, was he over at Aberdeen or someone over in Scotland? Mm. So like I played with serious, serious league of Ireland players in college. But then it was actually the New York, London and New York trip that was coming up in 17 and 18. I kind of sat down with mam and said, soccer's not really going that well. Um, I don't know what to do. I I kind of miss playing with the club at home because I had to step away from the club when I kind of got in trouble over playing that game. So I just said, we said, mum said, look, there's a London trip and then there's that New York trip in 18. So she was like, you could go and give it a good run with Leitrim and then see after two years. And after them two years, I just stayed with Leitrim and I had kind of never went back to the soccer. Um, a centre half, am I right in saying? Yeah, it's it's a confusing one. Centre half in soccer and full forward, centre forward in football. Uh, it's it's doesn't really make much sense. Um, I don't know. I just I was always good at defending, good at winning headers, good at slide tackles, but it doesn't make sense because now I probably have the worst tackle rate in the team. So it does be a confusing enough one to look at. Well, David Clifford was the same. Did you ever hear him? He, he, yeah, he played he centre play, half. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is about. Playing full forward and then going back centre half. It's just a strange one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we actually have we've something in common, Keith, in that we're both on uh, Ireland's fittest family. Now, that is where the, the similarities end in, in that you won it and uh, we didn't. But um, can you tell me a bit about your, your memories of that? Um, I know from, from my experience, it was uh, it, it was very long days anyway, for starters. Yeah, yeah, the Fizz family was a strange one. It was, it, there were very long days. There was just a lot of, it's, it was weird competing in an environment where you kind of were, you weren't like competing the way you normally would in the sense I found the big one was competing after with no warm up or something. Like you do a bit of a warm up, but everything was kind of based around the filming. So yeah, like, yeah you'd be told you're running at 10 o'clock but the cameras mightn't be might be failing the shots somewhere else so then you could be at a start line doing shots and this could be 11 o'clock at this stage and then they'd be like you you wouldn't when you're going and they'd be like right ready to go now so off you go and you just have to take off running i found that a big one i struggled with that because you wouldn't be ready to go in early when you'd be starting and then you'd just be into the middle of it um Competing with your family as well was a, was a strange one. You actually kind of felt you cared a bit more at times, but you're susceptible to kind of giving out to each other just as much. <laughs> you you had was it Donica Callahan as a coach? Yeah, we Donica. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Don, Donica was good crack. He he kind of brought a kind. It was his first year, so he kind of wasn't really into the whole against the other managers the way they would be now. Um, he kind of came in. He did. He hundred percent wanted to win. But he was kind of more a bit lax, like took a bit of a lighter approach, which actually worked mm-hmm. for us because we kind of were we were very serious. So he kind of mellowed us a bit. But I'd say okay. now he's, he's changed a bit now. You can see he's kind of seems to want to beat the other coaches and win very badly. So I don't yeah. know what it's like now. So you were you were serious. You kind of had it. Had you targeted it a few years? Like were you thinking we're going to give this a go? Well, see, we actually went in on it in two years before. We were in yeah. it in 2015. 
and it was the first year they brought in the hanging tough. Yeah. So and there was I don't know they done like a, the first day out they didn't give you a coach and you'd compete. I think it was we got through the Daverins and then the Behans who were already in it as well. Yeah. So then the Behans won the hang tough. So then we had to go straight against the Daverins with no coach or anything in a in an eliminator and sure they bet us. So then that we never really got a stab at it. So then we were like, oh, we'll try it again in a year or two. And we really go gung ho. We know kind of little things that we learned, even though we'd only done one day, one event, one or two events. We kind of were like, we know little things about each other that needs to change. So mm. we said if we went back in, we were really targeting winning it because we were we were actually so so embarrassed being knocked out the first time. So we were yeah. like, we can really target getting getting further in it. And we were like, we surely should get to a final. Winning it was mm. a nice bonus though. Yeah, it's kind of it's an emotional thing when you get there in the end, like. Yeah, no, it is. It is because like it happens so quick, like at the time, because you're, it's like it's a long day, but it's busy days because with all the filming and different events and different shots, so like you don't really get time to take stock of it. It was only really after we'd won it, we kind of really looked back and we were like, geez, that was, that was so like, that was so like, it was taxing, but like it was so worthwhile kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a bit about the the punditry? Um, you made your debut late on in the in the Talton Cup last year, and uh, Joe Br- Brawley called you a natural. So um, you weren't doing you don't, didn't do too much wrong. D- did you enjoy it? Yeah. Um, it was always it was nice getting a little uh, a shout out from Joe Brawley now because everyone kind of looks to him as one probably the best pundits out there. So mm. that was always a good thing. Um, I loved it. Um, it was like it was a bit daunting at the start. I was kind of a bit. You would be a bit nervous, and like it's live, and because I was like, oh, I've done the Fizz family. I know about the interview. I'm used to a bit of cameras, but like none of that was live. So mm-hmm. the aspect of just being live and what you said is going on, and that's it. Like so, you kind of you were kind of a bit holding, like making sure you were kind of saying the right thing, but you've so little time. You'd be told you have even minute to discuss these two topics so you really have to have your point in your head and get it out there so like it was like it's not as e it's not easy in the sense like you might i remember looking at being like oh should it kind of you could have wrote down and just repeat it like but it doesn't really go like that like you have to be on your toes but i loved every second of it and i i hope i get to do it again someday because it was very enjoyable yeah life after maybe um, yeah yeah nice little gig so some players like mightn't like to do it because you know you're talking about lads who you could be playing against or whatever. But you you were just like you were fairly laid back about it. You just kind of took in your stride that way. Yeah, um, I kind of felt that was the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of talk about it the way you would in your kind of team meetings or your team environment. Yeah. Um, is like you do it so much when you're with your team when you're away on like playing Wicklow the weekend. We do a lot of workshops kind of and you'd be talking you'd be kind of analyzing on teams how they play and how you play and just from talking to your teammates at half time or I was captain of Mohill last year our club like so I'd be giving team talks at the start to warm different things like so you'd be just analyzing stuff and going through it like that so I just kind of thought that's the best way to go about this is just really look at it 
discuss kind of what I've seen and the way I relay it to a team. If I if I was looking at it like a Wicklow when we were playing them at the weekend, I kind of thought that was the best way, and thankfully it worked out well enough for me. Yeah. Um, are you the type of player that would kind of set out individual targets for yourself at the start of the year? Or? Um, yeah, it's what I've done in the last few years, I suppose. Um, it's I I kind of get more return that way. Um, like you need to kind of have goals. Doesn't like I don't. I remember when I first kind of when I first came on getting on of starting games and playing and. But now it's I've really kind of honed in on like my goals and I have to I have to kind of adhere to them. So a big one would be I really wanted top scorer this year. So thankfully, that's going well. Um, last year. I kind of when I heard the Talton Cup was on, I did I did say if we could get far enough, I could hopefully get an All Star. So that goal came through. So the goals are a big one. So hopefully I can't jinx myself. I don't, with two league games still to go, but hopefully I should win my if I get top goals, top scorer in the National League. That'll be one of my main goals this year. I got definitely. Um, I see the Man United scarf in the background there, so it's it's been a bit of a tough week. For you. Yeah, a few people have said that to me now today. It's it's not been a great week now. I've seen more seven nil memes going everywhere. They might need a, a centre back, maybe, maybe down the line. Could go out to them and play for a while. With poor Al Maguire won't get much of a run, so I don't know what's gonna go on there. Yeah. Um listen, Keith, thanks a million for that and uh, the very best luck for the year. Niall, thanks very much. Cheers for having me.